Hello and welcome to The Deep Dive. Today we have a special return guest and a dear friend of mine. So we'll be exploring the games that shaped Rob Logan. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hi. Um, So without further ado, let's descend. Well, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Sorry, I know I just kind of like ruined it by coming right in, but um, we're testing out uh, the new Roadcaster right now, which means that I played that theme song, we did the intro, and like we faded it, and none of it was post. This is all live. This oh, is all we're happening including right all now. this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, why not? Um, I feel like that was super cool. I mean, it was a little clunky, but so it was my first time. So season a little more loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lol. Um, but yes, so hello, everybody. Welcome to season two of The Deep Dive. Rob is currently visiting me right now for a couple of days, and we have been in a podcast haze today. Yes. We're in our pajamas. It's great. We've just been sitting here with the roadcaster. We recorded an episode of IMD Babble. For if you don't know who Rob is by this point, he's been on what, two, three episodes? Two. This two would aired. be third. This is third. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so two episodes of season one of Deep Dive, and here he is again to do another episode with me. But yeah, we've been doing crossovers, podcast day, and I think we're going to record another two episodes of something today. (laughs) We have so many plans. We have so much planned. So yeah, we're just in a recording haze today, and it's great. So thank you, Rob, for coming on the Deep Dive. Happy to be here yet again. Oh my God, and you're in person, and we're looking at each other in our eyeballs, guys. It's so cool. It's so <laughs> great. I know. It's way better doing podcasts in person. It really so is. I'm definitely going to see if I can squeeze more of that in for the deep dive season mm-hmm. two. I re- except I have like a guest list already in my head for season two. People who've already said yes, and I think they'll be great, and the episodes will be wonderful. So, so. they have to all commit to traveling. Yeah, and- yeah. If I could afford to fly them all here, I totally would. Yeah. Okay, so let's get down to the point of the episode, which is talk about the games that shaped you, Rob Logan. Yeah, so I I listened to the the games that shaped Captain, the games that shaped you, Mm -hmm. and I feel like yours were very much about like informing you as a person. Yep. Whereas I don't know if games have necessarily, maybe they have in ways that I haven't realized. Yeah. But I don't know if they've necessarily shaped me the way that other forms of media have. But there like are films, certainly right, like sure. films have shaped you. Yeah. But there are games that have absolutely informed and uh, shaped my gaming yeah. self. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because I know that you didn't really play super emotional or narrative games growing Not up. Not really. Right? No. Yeah. So that's probably why they I didn't mean, shape they didn't you as a person. Exist yeah. As much. Well, okay. So <laughs> some of them did and some of them didn't. Yeah. I, I know like early on, like, there, are you familiar with the comedian Kamel Nanjiani? I am not. He does a bit about like early video games, specifically mm-hmm. about the game like Heavy Rain as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he compares it to like when we had video games growing up, you would have like a dot on the screen. Yeah, that's true. And then you would have the video game manual that had like this entire backstory right yes, now yes. that you could not portray with in a an, dot on the screen. Yeah, in an actual <laughs> dot on the screen. And then we evolved to a place where we're playing like heavy rain and you're making a microwave dinner so a kid doesn't feel bad about the fact that his mom doesn't live there anymore. And it's like compared to a dot on the screen. (laughs) So it's just been I feel like they had to they just had to work harder back then, you know, to 
make sure the narrative translated even with not so great graphics. But yep. I feel like because great graphics didn't really exist, mm -hmm. people were way more willing to just let, let the narrative come through and sure. suspend their disbelief as far sure. as the graphics went. So I feel like there were really good narrative games. I just maybe didn't know about them. And I would like to maybe explore that like captain co-host of the show usually does that on his stream. He will very frequently play old games. They're my favorite streams of yours cap when you're listening to this, just so you know where he'll do that. He'll play old games from the nineties or something like that. And I'm like, I didn't know this existed and this yeah. is great. Like, or this is terrible, but also I can't stop watching, you know, like it's, yeah, it's real good. There's certainly a genre of games that I went through that were all narrative. Mm hmm early on that remain my favorite, like one of my favorite types of games. Yeah. Although, and I think you know this, mm -hmm. largely my favorite type of game is like a platformer. Yes, like I a did 2D know that platformer. I, I love those. Me. And uh, the biggest ones, I mean, obviously I played like the Super Mario, yeah. and all the things like that. But the franchise that really got me early on were the Mega Man games. Yes. And let's talk about Mega Man. I love the Mega Man games uh, because not so much because they're brutally challenging at mm -hmm. times. Uh, and I, I actually prefer a game now that's a little more forgiving in the sense that like if you die three times in Mega Man, you start that entire yeah. level over having not gained nothing yeah. except the knowledge of what that there. level's like. <laughs> yeah. So you retain like your your mastery comes from the repetition. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I kind of understand why people like some of the Dark Souls stuff, because yeah. it's learning. And I love I love the process of learning the pattern of a boss. Yeah. And, and, like knowing kind of their yeah, moves. And, and I whatnot. feel like I'm hacking the Matrix. Yeah. It makes you feel like an actual master of the yes, art yeah, exactly that you've learned. so yeah, i love that sure. idea i love um and because of Mega Man, it has trained me mm -hmm. to look for that in like every game i play which is also part of the problem with enjoying narrative games is because i'm dissecting every game that i'm playing as i'm playing it yeah you also like things to move at a at a particular pace i do yes yes i know that about you although so. i would never speed run a Mega Man game. I, yeah, I find that interesting. I don't think you, you, you don't strike me as a speed runner. I don't enjoy speed running. Yeah, no. you do. You do like games to be at a certain speed. So yeah. sometimes narrative, especially narrative point and click, mm -hmm. you feel like you're just kind of like, okay, when and is the next yet, thing happening? <laughs> and yet, if, if I jump ahead from like Mega Man to what was like kind of the height of my early gaming mm -hmm. is the LucasArts point and click adventure <gasps> games. I like love Indiana Jones. Yes. Oh my god! But I had the did same problem. It? I had the same problem that you, you had did the same bug. With okay. Indiana Jones, oh my Fate god. Atlantis okay. Is I played the entire game. Yeah. And I got to a certain point, and yeah. it, I knew it was like the end because oh. I had one friend in high school who had yeah. like played all these games too, and every day this is all we talked. Yeah, about. Yeah, of course. And because we weren't just looking it up on the internet, it yeah, wasn't because as it wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a thing back then, guys. I'm telling you, I you couldn't just hop couldn't on just YouTube. Google it. Yeah. But I would I would talk to him like I'd we'd all like Google didn't even exist. We'd come in the next day and be like, where are you at? Where are you at? Yeah. Oh, uh, how do I get by? Like, I can't I've been doing this for hours and I yeah. can't figure out those solutions. One puzzle like, oh, you got to do this. Oh, yeah. that's stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. But you would just keep going anyway. So we would come in every day and kind of compare our notes and check in. And uh, it's how we got through a lot yeah. of those games. But Fate of Atlantis, I got to the end and I hit a bug. And I couldn't, and you couldn't, I just continue. couldn't complete the game. I knew exactly what I had to do, but the it game just would you. not let me do it. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. So and same I thing, something similar happened back. to me, but I don't think I was near the end. I think okay. I was still at the beginning. Um, but years, years later when it, uh, the internet came out yeah. or at least gaming on the internet and forums like that existed where you, people talked about that. It was 
then commonly known that it was a bug and I was so frustrated. I just remember thinking, okay, I am going to play this one day. Yeah. Maybe season two, I will do this of deep dive. I will play this game. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about, so Mega Man was the first one that shaped your gaming. In what way did it shape how you are as a gamer other than you look for that certain aspect of of difficulty and I think one of the things I liked about it is that it was mastering a small set of controls instead of mastering like this like a bunch of combos yeah. for fighting games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's okay. like these are the mechanics. Yeah. Here they are. The become an expert. The worlds and the enemies will evolve as you're going. Yeah. But you do what you do. So get good at what you do. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that kind of lesson too. Right. Not that I'm digging into Mega Man, but that's what Deep Dive is. Yeah, we have skill sets and sure our skill sets evolve too. And yeah, Mega Man earns new weapons. And I I do like that kind of Metroidvania idea Mm -hmm. of like, you need this thing to get in this area. Um, I didn't mind in Mega Man because the levels were so quick. And if you think about like the playtime of a Mega Man game, it's not crazy long. Yeah. Like there's usually eight levels or so and then the boss levels and that's the whole game. So if you get certain weapons and you want to replay a level and get to different areas because you now have this new weapon, it's not like this crazy amount of time that you're devoting to replay a level. Yeah. But do you think that as you got older, your value of time changed? Absolutely. So that's why you don't really you're looking for more forgiving games now because you don't want to have to go back and replay that. (laughs) I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even why I look at certain rpgs that i'm interested in yeah and i just haven't touched them yet because i know the time commitment involved and i'm like i don't want that i want something i can eat in like eight hours tops yeah now has streaming changed that absolutely okay because now i don't feel like i'm wasting time anymore yeah okay so i i'm (laughs) so glad that you brought that up there are absolutely exceptions to that and i've played some games recently that i was like oh my god this reminded me why i love gaming yeah because i did it off stream and i did it just for me yeah and i really just got to sit down and digest the game i i feel like that's my line I used to love, I used to play exclusively JRPGs almost, um, especially when I was like, you know, young teen or in high school or whatever. And then now I just find that time commitment, man. I'll look at a game and go, that looks very interesting, but I just don't know if I can commit 60 hours to a game. And I know how I am. And I know that I love every side quest and I know I want to complete all the things and get all the juicy lore in the backstory. And I just don't know if I want to commit the time to one particular story. So I find that interesting. And that's part of my problem, too, is because people are like, oh, just go in and play the main story. And then I'm like, oh, God, I can't. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you can't. I feel like that's doing a disservice to the game. Yeah. Especially if a game the game is like The Witcher, for example. Mm-hmm. People are like, you need to play this. And I say to myself, yeah, if I had a week of just vacation by myself, I'm sure that that would be something that I would love to play. But because I only stream for about four hours a day and Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be four months of The Witcher, I'm not going to probably do that. I'm not probably going to play it, even though I know I would love it. It just doesn't seem to fit into my stream time. And therefore, it's probably not going to fit into my schedule at this point. Yeah. I also like a game where I can be overpowered. Oh, Uh, interesting. So when I'm playing... Uh, th- that, th- this, <laughs> you I knew know, I was going to dive into know, that juicy. That, let's do it. That couldn't scream more yeah, yeah, me anyway, but yeah. uh, that fits my personality perfectly. But there's uh, like if I play any game where it allows me to like grind and level up and do mm-hmm. side missions first. Yeah. And the enemies don't. Le- I don't like a game where the enemies level up with me because what's the point? Mm, like if, if they level up with me, then why am I grinding to right. get my experience up? Why not just 
try to kill everything at the lowest possible thing because they're all easier. Like in Final Fantasy VIII, where the key is actually not leveling yourself up, and then you is can, it? Yeah, you can dominate the That's way funny. the yeah the way the mechanics are. In almost every other Final Fantasy game, you grind until you're like level 100 and then you okay. can slaughter everything. But really, you get way better if you don't level up in Final Fantasy VIII. See, and that would drive me mental. It's like a hidden mechanic. That sort would make of. me mental. Yeah. Like I will do the side missions first for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, I want to be OP during the main storyline. <laughs> I want to be OP. I love and, that. And two, I'm leaving my dessert for, for the, end. the end. Yeah. I know the side missions are going to be the more monotonous and the things that I'm not going to like yeah. sink my teeth into as much. You do like, and as dessert. soon as I do, <laughs> and as soon as the main story's over, I'm like, okay, I'm done with the story. Yeah. Why would I keep playing? Hmm. So if, if I haven't completed the side missions, my motivation to do so after completing the main story isn't there as much. So I want to do all that mm -hmm. for my completionist self mm -hmm. and then dive into the main story and i'll do the little things along the way for the main story that i have to to unlock all the side missions that i need aren't you worried that the side missions might spoil anything in the main story or they does never that really just have really the only thing you? that tends to happen to me is that i will encounter enemies and not know how to beat them yet that the main yeah. story would have taught me how yeah. to okay but i kind of enjoy figuring it out on my own anyway yeah i so do too i like that i don't mind as well do you find that your approach to gaming is also your approach to life and work like I feel like, like I do the side missions you do and the leave side the side missions and you you I feel like you try to level up I, <laughs> I love you we can cut this out if you it's want fine. Go um ahead. but like I I feel like just in the short time that I have known you I do feel like you grind a lot in your side missions in life so that you can destroy what your main goal mm -hmm. or your main focus is and i find it interesting that you describe i want to be op and i want to be like overpowered because you do that i want to be a superhero you do you want to be a superhero <laughs> it's but not even an exaggeration <laughs> like if i had powers tomorrow i'd be the happiest person on the planet yeah you want to be and i would start fighting crime like some people are like i'd be a villain not me yeah i know i would fight, fight crime, crime? yeah literally born to be Batman. <laughs> but yeah, like just even with even with the podcast and the podcast editing and you know, I don't know if you guys follow Rob on social media, but you absolutely should. Um, but he's been working on growing a podcast network. And what I've seen him do, like he also edits the the shows him and Captain Howdy and myself, but mostly Rob at this point, edit the deep dive for us. And he's taken on that editing and then a couple other podcasts, right, that mm -hmm. you've begun editing. And yeah. he's just really taken a dive right into podcast editing. But I feel like that's a fucking side quest to what you it really want to do, which is the, you know, podcasting yourself and you it know, is. That, and, so. and that's fine. I, I do look at a lot of that as a means to an end, but I like a means that feeds my ends. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do necessarily something that's not a part of my end goal if I don't have to. Like my yeah. main job is the thing that I'm trying to cut out. Yeah. And I'm grinding all the side yes. missions so that, so that I that, can do that. Yeah. 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 And I feel like you do that and you do give 110% and you figure out what your skill set is and then you hone that skill set mm -hmm. until you can. Yeah, but I also have cool. the problem of wanting the ultimate skill set. Yeah. So instead of delegating. Yes. I take the time to learn when I shouldn't. I know. I do the same thing. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. I should just, well, actually, you'd be proud of me. And maybe you are. And those listening probably don't know how big of a deal it was for me to actually hand over the editing. I was going to say, because yeah, you was, have yeah. started to delegate. I have started. I have started. And it was, yeah, it took a lot for me to remove myself from editing of the podcast. But during season one, if I wanted the episodes to come out on time, I just, I had to do it. I just, and you even pitched it that way to me. The I first did. thing was not, hey, can you... I want to start hiring you like, okay, I'm, I'm at that point. I'm at that point where you told me like, you know, I'm at that point. 
and I have to relinquish control yep. if I want it to be good and I want it to come out on time. I have to just relinquish the control. And uh, Rob and I actually talk a lot about being control freaks <laughs> um, and <laughs> also lot, just yeah. hard workers and things like that. So we, we bond a lot over that. Um, so he was so kind when I when I approached him and I said, you know, I'm at the point where I need to help and I trust you. Like, I know you have eight years plus nine years now of experience in podcasting and I don't want to add more to your plate, but also let me just throw money at you and please help it's me. It's a means to an end for <laughs> me. Yeah, it's so like we, it's a win when yeah yeah it was good it was good um so anyway back to gaming and how it's shaped you so after Mega Man, you said you played what so platformers are your first love they are was there what came after to bring you know that was not a platformer that the, i feel like changed the your... first game i remember mm -hmm. that took me away from platformers and into the point and click genre was day of the tentacle I have never heard of this. It is the sequel to Maniac Mansion. I've never heard of that either. Really? Really. Interesting. Okay, so Was Maniac, it a PC game? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Okay. Yeah, I was on PC at first. Yeah. Well, okay, so I started off with an Atari 2600. Holy crap. Yeah, it was my first one. And I I still have my ET cartridge and stuff. I remember. We, we were about, just talking about that last about night. We yeah. the other night. Uh, so I have a lot of those. I don't have my Atari anymore, but I mm -hmm. have a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. And I played a lot of them with my brother and sister. So yeah. gaming was always a community thing for me. It wasn't an individual thing as much. Uh, but it became one as I got older and everyone yeah. got busier and all that stuff. Uh, then I got an NES. And I got the NES that included the light gun and Rob the Robot. Oh, I've heard of Rob the Robot. Yeah. Everybody talks about Rob the Robot. I, okay. you know, I didn't know Rob the Robot existed. So... I immediately gravitated towards Rob the Robot yeah, for course, obvious reasons. Is, yeah, your name <laughs> um, is Rob. It stood for Robotic Operating Buddy. Cute! Yeah. Oh my God, Rob, your name now. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so I'm a Robbot. Um, it was a great idea, mm -hmm. but the problem with Rob the Robot is it only worked with two games on the Nintendo. Oh, so they no. had this entire peripheral for two games, one of which it came with. So you would only have to buy the other and then you had the entire set. Oh, that sucks. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. So what it did was it looked at the TV screen. It mm -hmm. wouldn't work on our TVs now because it needed the CRT like oh, okay. certain blinks on it, just like the light gun doesn't work yeah, on right. our TVs. Okay. So you would pause the game uh, and the game is Gyromite. That, Gyromite. That's the one it came with. The okay. other one was called Stack Up. Those okay. were the only two. I didn't have Stack Up. I only played Gyromite. Uh, so Gyromite, you would pause the game and it would do a flash on the screen and give you that a Rob would recognize. Oh, okay. His eyeballs would pick up on that flash and be awaiting an input now. Oh, wow. Okay. So then depending on what button I hit on my controller, it would do a different flash, which would command Rob what to do. And all Rob could do <laughs> is pick up spinning gyros and put them on platforms. That's all it could do in the game in real life, in real life. Yeah. Oh, so he wow. had a little like okay. tray on the side mm -hmm. and there was a, uh, a spinner, mm -hmm. a battery powered spinner that like you would put these spinner? kind of, okay. you'd put these metal gyros into them. Okay. And it had a spinning yeah. like, metal disc on it. Okay. Or like and Beyblades. Rob would go <laughs> and pick them up with his yeah. hands, uh -huh. pick them up, move them over and He's put them, gesturing right now. Yeah. And put them on a platform <laughs> uh -huh. and the gyros would continue to spin on that platform. Oh. Those platforms were attached to like little push plastic pushers where mm -hmm. there would be another NES controller and it would either oh, push in the okay. A button or push in the B button and hold them down. Wow. That was the entire function just wow. to hold in a button. So like if you had a you. friend, yeah. none oh, of this man. is necessary. <laughs> they could just hold in A or B. 
But instead, you're spending five minutes giving Rob <laughs> different to commands. Trying to get Rob to do it. Okay. So in theory, fun. I mean, he has a small set of skills that he needs to master. Right. Come on, Rob. But on the other hand, it. I'd be like, uh, brother. Yeah, like somebody <laughs> I else come and play. Assistance. So it's one of those toys that it was very exciting for five minutes, yeah. and then it was too much work. Yeah. yeah. That's um, then after NES, I started getting into computer gaming. Yeah, okay. And Can I ask how old were you when that happened? Oh, man. I feel like this is pertinent. I'm, yeah, I don't... Just a general age. Probably around you don't remember. 10 or 11. Okay, yeah, I find... Yeah, all right, this is interesting then. And okay. a, a friend of mine in elementary school, I would go over to his house and we would play Commodore 64 games. Okay. Like, a ton of them. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved video games, like, early yeah. on. Especially out of, like, my brother and my sister. Yeah. Like I was the, the gamer. tech gaming yeah. okay. guy. So then when I started playing, uh, I think the LucasArts games were on, like in high school. So I was playing like things here and there. It was yeah. mostly console until high school. Until high school. I think that's okay. really when the PC stuff came on. So Day of the Tentacle was uh, and Maniac Mansion. Maniac Mansion was not a point and click. It was one of those games where you had to type in. Okay. But it wasn't text-based. It was still graphics. Okay. But you would have a list of words that you could click on to do certain oh, cool. actions. And Did you was... have to type the word? No. Oh, no. interesting. It was, it was weird. And it was, I never liked that interface. It was very clunky. Yeah. But then that's when they made... That's how I learned to type. Really? Was that Mario typing game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's And that's why I can type without looking. Yep. Yep. It's great. And Loved then... It. um. When they made the sequel, it mm -hmm. was just a point and click. Oh, okay. Like it I didn't see. have that. So they word took system. that clunky mechanic yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. That's but nice. because they were they were a good sequel, they actually embedded the original Maniac Mansion in a computer inside that world. That's super cool. So you cool. can still go and so play the entire game. That's awesome. I love, I love it that. when they do that. Yeah, yeah I do. I do uh, too. But Day of the Tentacle was Wait, there's hold on. There's I'm so sorry to interrupt yeah, yeah. you. There's another game that did that and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was um did you ever no, you didn't because this is a horror game. It was <laughs> it's a free horror game. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like Spooky's Mansion or something like that. Hold on. I mean, I have to look it up because I'm super curious. <laughs> and they do that where there's an entire game. I feel like they've done that a few times yeah. over the course of yeah, gaming I, yep, as a whole. It's Spooky's Mansion okay. of jump scares. Oh. Yep. Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. It's uh, it's a free game that for some reason I find incredibly terrifying. Okay. It's like maybe six colors in the entire game. It's like, yeah, but it's still really scary. Wow. Yeah, but there's a there's a console in there where you can go in and you play and it's it's just a murder game that you play. It's a whole other game inside of a game. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Okay. No, I love it. Anyway, so sorry. Please continue. Uh, so it the, the premise is based. It, it's a ridiculous premise, but it's yeah. comedic. Yeah. And I, I love, love that I love the comedic love adventure yeah. game. Uh, so these tentacles, like <laughs> literally tentacle creatures come and like drink out of a polluted river mm -hmm. and they grow arms like little stubby oh arms. Gosh. And that's their evolution. They're like, now we can conquer the world. It's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. It's I so want to play this game. This sounds amazing. You end up taking these three friends, mm -hmm. um, Bernard, Hoagie and is it Laverne? I think it's Laverne. Uh, and each of them goes to a different time period mm -hmm. to try and stop the tentacles from ever getting to that point of evolving. Okay. So one of you is operating in the present. One of you is operating in the past around like Declaration of Independence time. So you meet mm -hmm. like George Washington and all that stuff. What? And then another one of you is in the future where the tentacles have taken over and humans are like <gasps> pets. Okay, stop. I'm super into this. 
but then Day the, the times affect each other. Okay, uh, this is my kind of game. What the? All right. There's I'm a remastered one out there now that came out a few years ago. Okay. So you yeah. can play Day of the Tentacle Remastered. I'm going to add that to um, my list. It's amazing. I'm it's sure there are a lot of listeners such a, who are it's very probably, thankful. Honestly, I did a full playthrough. I think it took me four hours. Like you could do it in one stream. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll add it to my list and maybe Super we will deep fun. dive about it. Super fun. Cool. Uh, that was the first one, but then I played other games like Sam and Max, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Yep, Indiana Jones. Um, Sam and Max Hit the Road is great, and I loved all the stuff. They've come out with like episodic stuff since Sam and Max is like uh, a dog who's a cop. Yeah. And Max, who's this like little hyper bunny who's just like offensive. What did you love about that? I love the comedy. You love the Again, comedy. Yeah. yeah. And the world of just like, the, the LucasArts ones that were comedy based, I loved a lot. And I What's really got one, attached to the characters. Do you know the game that came out around that time about the guy on his motorcycle? Full Throttle. Full Throttle. That's, Your husband and I yep, were talking about it the yep, other night because yep. we both love it's it. His, yeah, it's one of his favorites. It's one of my favorite games. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to get to it. Yeah. And out of oh, all sorry. Of them, yeah, okay, no, no. Yeah, out of sorry. all of them, that's mm-hmm. the one I love the most. It's the Full Throttle one? Yes. Okay, so I need to also play that one, too. It's a great game. Yeah. but And again, you can do that in one stream, yeah, probably. Okay. Interesting. But, and that's that's not as heavy comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was more like, oh, I'm a cool biker. Yeah. Like, it yeah. made me feel cool. Yeah. And the voice acting is incredible. Like Mark Hamill yeah. is one of the I, main That's what I heard. Villains. Yeah. 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 He's in there, too. Yeah. So he does a lot cool. of LucasArts stuff, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Mark Hamill and LucasArts. Yeah. And there was that, and there was The Dig, which was the other yeah, game I was telling you about, the other, like, sci-fi alien world stuff. That's also already on my list, yes. so now I will bump it to the top. Maybe, like, next week I'll just do, like, the week of Rob's favorite games, <laughs> <laughs> and I go through those. But, um, so, at what point did you realize, because it sounds to me like you went from, because Mega Man did have a story. It did, um, but it was but loose. It, yeah, it was very and loose. And it was, uh, every game was the same story. Yeah, but I feel like you started playing stuff that had more of a story. So Mm -hmm. at what point did you realize that games could be like that? Was it with the Indiana Jones or? I think it was like with day of the tentacle that I was like, Oh man, this is, I've always, I've always been so gameplay focused Mm -hmm. and I enjoy a game that I just enjoy playing. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to grab me with a great story. If I like going through it and the process of doing everything is Mm -hmm fun and yeah. relaxing and enjoyable absolutely that's all i need but if you throw a good story on top of that yeah. boom next level yeah but i never thought that that was something i needed until they gave it to me yeah so then you give me the point and clicks where i'm like okay i'm not i don't feel like i'm necessarily doing as much yeah. and i'm still seeing like cutscenes. Mm-hmm. like we're getting longer cutscenes now but like okay now i'm getting invested in the story so then when you started giving me things that had like a little bit of both mm-hmm. and you get those like uh, third person action adventure games like the Uncharted's and stuff yeah. like that. And then when my mind starts getting blown because now it's best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. And you are a huge movie junkie. So you yes. love stories. You love a cinematic game. A cinematic. Oh, yeah. And give me a photo mode and I'll live there forever. Right. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. So, okay. So then what was the first one where you, did you ever have a game where you sat back and were like, holy shit, this is like a playable away. movie. Yeah. And it yeah. just blew you away. Man. That's tough. So one of the games that I'm, I don't know, like where the first one would be. Yeah, it doesn't like, need to be the after, first, but what comes to mind, I guess. I don't know if they really came out on the computer. Like mm. the stories were yeah, all still. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, we weren't really getting that. The graphics weren't there. Yeah. It was consoles that kind of attacked that first. Yeah, I think so too. Because um, Final Fantasy VII did have a PC version, so yeah. you could play that. And um, those games that had the story... 
were there, but I, I do agree with you that I feel like on PlayStation at least is where you got the more adult or more mature stories yeah. plus action first. Yep. And I didn't get back into consoles until college. Yeah. So it was a while where I was okay. just a, a PC gamer. Like I was playing Duke Nukem and yeah. Command and Conquer Red Alert with my buddies over the most. Yes, I remember Red Alert. I remember Red um, Alert. And then in college, when we were living in our like suite setup yeah. and it was a sweet setup. It was also a sweet setup, uh, the homophones. <laughs> so I would see, I would walk by my, uh, the other people's rooms and there's people playing like skateboarding games mm -hmm. and wrestling and yeah. like, Oh, there's, Oh, I just realized something that I've said before. And it is an actual thing that got shaped for me by a video game. That's not just shaping video gaming. Uh, but, uh, Tony Hawk was one of the games that kind of got me back into console gaming. Okay, let's the talk about Tony that. Hawk, uh, because and that was just again back to that community experience. Mm -hmm. Like we were all sitting in a room, even though one person was playing. Yeah, yep. We're all watching that one person playing, going mm -hmm. and handing the control around, going, "Who's going to beat that score?" Yeah, that's and very cool. I love that environment. Did you ever do like skateboarding or anything like that? I always liked skateboarding culture. Like I yeah. still wear Vans. Yeah, I like the look of it, but I was never like skateboarder myself yeah really. yeah it's funny how just a communal game for something maybe you might not be interested in can shape you in such yeah. a way i had a similar experience with the silent hill games where yeah. we would all sit down and play them together so see i would watch my friends play horror games and i watch one of my friends play even though i don't like horror games yeah i watch one of my friends play silent hill too yeah but we like only for like one session. Yeah. I didn't see that much of it. Then I went home and I read an entire. Yeah. I read the entire story. This, yeah. Because yeah. I love the story and it's yeah. so good. But I would never want to watch that entire game. It's gross. I think one of the best <laughs> one of the best compliments I've ever gotten about the deep dive show is from you when you were like, I listened to the Silent Hill 2 and it makes me want to play Silent Hill 2. Yes. And I was like, that is a huge deal because you hate horror games. And I yeah. love the dissection of it because yeah. I do love that yeah. story. Yeah. It's done so it well. It is done really well. Yeah. Yep. But the other game they were playing aside from Tony Hawk, mm -hmm. and this is where we're getting into life shaping things. Yes. Is WWE Smackdown. <gasps> I didn't know this about you. Please tell everyone. Okay, so... Because I know what you're about to say now. When I was growing up, I was not allowed to watch wrestling. Right, neither I would was I. would sneak it once in a while at mm -hmm. my neighbor's house, who's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. So I knew, like, a couple of the characters and stuff, but nothing really. Right. And it wasn't until my freshman year of college that I even learned about modern wrestlers. Yeah. And was like... I saw Rock do, like, a, a leg drop, and I thought he was doing the rock bottom. And I'd be like... I thought I knew everything about yeah. wrestling. I was like, oh, rock bottom. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. That's not the rock bottom. I, I was clueless. Yeah. I knew nothing about wrestling, really. Um, Did you was, want to? Was it like something that you were always interested in? Or was it just kind of like... A little bit. Oh. Although in high school, I was like, oh, that's dumb. Why would I yeah. watch that? And that's... I saw other people kind of like getting into it. And I wasn't like super... It, it didn't... Because you'd never in. seen it. You were yeah. just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Um, but then the more I looked into it, like that game got me looking into wrestling. Yeah. And then we started watching wrestling as a group. Oh, And wow. then I started hosting pay-per-view parties. And I, I, again, I became the front runner. Yeah. And then because of geek personality, you put this thing in front of me that I'm interested in. And I go, more, more, yeah, more, more. more. And I just everything. consumed yeah. so much of it. And then by the time, like my sophomore year already, I'm like, I want to be a wrestler. That's insane. That's wonderful. 
And then two years after that. I can't believe that, I was like, how, games that have shaped you. And you're like, I don't know if I have yeah, any games that shaped my life. But there's absolutely one. a major one. And I kept playing all the SmackDown games as they were coming out. We yeah. all played them as a group. We would all make our personas as wrestlers. And yeah. we would run our own little E-Fed. Did your persona that you made up, did you end up using I it? I did. Oh, cool. That is super cool. So, so let's pause for a second and tell everybody. Because th- I'm sure people gather what's happening now. But if yeah. you did not know, Rob was a wrestler pro wrestler for how long seven years seven years so this is definitely a game that shaped him yeah. in a pretty profound way so when i actually the the deal was and my parents weren't thrilled about it at first yeah of and course. they were like it's it, it's can see, be seen as dangerous sure, right yeah sure. absolutely so when i got to the point of graduating they were like they were like please just graduate first yes so that you can do and then whatever you want to do with your life fine mm-hmm. but you have a fallback yeah that's the smart thing to do yeah so I graduated. I found a school in like the next state over yeah. from me to train in. I trained for like six months before they would let me on a show. Yep. Uh, and then I did a show. It wasn't the first person I used. I was Rob Impact at first. Cool. And that was something based on my voice. Yeah. Because whenever my trainer would say the word impact, I would always go impact just behind him. And he was like, that's your name. Yeah. No, that's it. So I had other name ideas, but that's the one that he was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. So I was Rob Impact for probably most of my wrestling run. And then at the very end of it, I was like, I'm so generic. Like, I'm not really me. I feel like I'm just this guy named Rob Impact. And then I really wanted to be a character. Tell you right now, you're not generic. But yes, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wanted to be an actual character. Something that pulled me out of myself. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, like part of performing. And that's that's it, right? I think most people don't really realize that wrestling is an art. It's a performing, it's a dance with your partner just as much as stage combat is or anything else. So yeah, of course you want to be not you for a couple of hours. You know, that's the whole point. So I... um. And and actually, you could say that my character evolved because of the video game. Yeah, because in uh, it's the game is known now for its create a wrestler feature, mm-hmm. which is super advanced, and you can do crazy things. But at the beginning, it was literally picking parts of other wrestlers to like cool mesh to them mesh into them one into a new. And my two favorite wrestlers at the time were Kane, mm-hmm. who's this like big monster guy mm-hmm. with like a mask with slashes and fire, and he was Undertaker's brother. Wow. Okay. And he's this big monstrous character, black and red color scheme, which are my colors. I love how um, animated you get when you talk about wrestling. <laughs> it's the same as when you talk about cooking. That's true. That's true. And I don't even watch wrestling anymore, which yeah. is the craziest thing. Yeah. But this is really cool sitting here in person and watching yeah. you get animated. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, and my other wrestler, my favorite wrestler at the time was Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. who was like a high flying daredevil. Type oh, cool. Guy. He's the opposite of Kane. Yeah. So I mashed these two guys together. So I literally a, had like Kane's a, head and like Jeff Hardy's armbands and like. What about them did you find so appealing? Because they are so Kane different. Kane is a dark superhero. Yeah, which you That's like. what I liked about yeah. him, mm-hmm. even though he was mostly a bad guy yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Um, but I liked his whole aesthetic, yeah. really. And then Jeff Hardy I liked because he wasn't the bigger guy. Yeah. But he would do crazy stuff to win. Cool. So, so he, he would, would, he would just, be the guy jumping off the 20-foot ladder. He's the guy who took his skill set and mastered it, yes. if I may say so. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And his nickname over time became the charismatic enigma. Hmm. Like he's an artsy guy. He would always paint his face up and stuff. And he was one of those guys too, where you would just watch his mannerisms Mm -hmm. and they're like hypnotic. Like he has a natural charisma. Yeah. So I love when people use that to describe 
yeah certain individuals so there was something just like cool about him already mm -hmm. and and he had like kind of a they wore like instead of like traditional wrestling clothes yeah they wore crap out of like hot topic like oh, he wow, had okay. black baggy cargo pants and he would and still like, fight in those like nylons that were cut up as yeah okay i remember seeing that okay yeah so and he was he was crazy he would do mm -hmm. all this death defying stuff so uh, those were the characters I merged together when I built my character. Yeah. And then that started to evolve from game to game as they increased or improved the creative wrestler option. Cool. And I was able to start putting in custom stuff. So then by the time I had my mask made, yeah. like I got an actual mask made for Berserker yeah. or the Night Angel. Uh, was, so he had like a moniker, the Night Angel Berserker. Berserker was an old nickname for like, it was my gaming name. Yeah. That I used for years, even before I started liking Interesting. wrestling, and then it became my persona, mm -hmm. um, and even that kind of fell away, and it became the Night Angel after a while. That's super cool. Um, but the the mask I had made was made by the same guy who made Kane's mask. What? So one of the inspirations he made his that mask inspired me. So I asked him to make me a mask, and I got and it cost like three hundred dollars, yeah. and I didn't give a crap. You were like, I was yeah. like the guy who's making Kane, who made Kane's, Kane's mask, mask is, is making, making mine. mine, and that's super cool. So I did that and I had black pants that didn't yeah. have the pockets on them. Yeah. But that was a little nod to Jeff Hardy. I wore armbands that went left partway. I didn't want to just rip people yeah, off. Yeah, of course. But you like, wanted to wink at them, yes. which I know you love when people do that in films. Yeah. When they wink at other films. And then or... the slashes are similar to Kane, but I actually pulled it from the cartoon Gargoyles. I loved Gargoyles. You know, the Bro, character of wait. the hunter. I can't remember. It's been it was, so it's actually long Macbeth, my memory is terrible. They end terrible. up revealing in oh, the wow. show. Oh, but wow. the hunter would be a gargoyle hunter and he yeah. would just and they would pass the mantle over time. Mm -hmm. but it was just a black hood with three red slashes across oh. the face because the original hunter, Demona, slashed him and he had those scars. And I loved the look of that. Yeah, of course. And I took that and put that onto my mask. That's very cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a mesh of a lot of different things. But then I started using like. For a while, my finisher was Jeff Hardy's finisher, like yeah. jumping off the top rope and doing a flip and all that stuff. Yeah. That's insane. I'm just imagining <laughs> you jumping off and like pro wrestling and almost pretending. So if there was any someone. game that really influenced my actual life, life is that absolutely one. Absolutely. The Smackdown series. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you played Smackdown all the way through university. Did you play anything else that was anything else during that time? Oh, I imagine yeah. you were like, oh, yeah. See, this is what I find fascinating is that even though you were becoming a pro wrestler and doing all that, you still made time for games. Like, I feel like that's something most gamers have in common. They yeah. will always find time to play a game. Yeah. I mean, it fell away a little bit because yeah. I was devoting so much time to yeah, other things. Yeah. But I was still finding time for for that for yeah. movies. Like, those are all the things that keep the fuel going. Yeah. There's something about games that is not like any other medium. Mm -hmm. And I find when you sit down with a game, something happens. Like there's just, maybe it's your involvement in it. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I had a long stint away from gaming. And when I finally came back, I was like, why? Why did I ever stop? Yeah. It's like, I love this so much. Yep. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah, it was the kind of community thing that brought me back into it. It was a way yeah. of connecting with people yeah. again. But then as I got older and out of college and everything, it kind of fell away a little yeah. bit because I was like, I want to play with people. Yeah. So then what brought you back to it? Uh, I started finding games that were enjoyable to play by myself and that mm -hmm. I could lose myself in stuff like Kingdom Hearts that okay. like now we're hitting the the third person like yep. good story and good gameplay okay. stuff that kind of vibe was Kingdom Hearts the first one you think I don't know actually yeah. I mean there's been quite a few 
Yeah. Um, the Arkham series, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course, because Batman. Yeah. Uh, the Uncharted games. Yeah. Are unbelievable. I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Yeah. So. I actually didn't know that about you. Really? I feel like I should have. I feel yeah. like that should have come up in conversation and it must have. We must have maybe must have mentioned, some point. mentioned it at some point because I also love Indiana Jones. I love the Uncharted games. Yeah. They're, so because I've never they're played cinematic them. as well. I've been meaning to. Oh my I figured God. I would like them, but I just haven't played them yet. Yeah. So. If you like Indiana Jones, do. you like Tomb Raider. It's like um, smash. I, I do like Tomb Raider, but I only played the first ones on the PlayStation. I never okay. played the later ones. So I've been meaning to because I do like that adventure type game. Yeah. But the only thing I ever did in Tomb Raider at one point, because it was a very difficult game, I think. And I didn't own it. Like my, It was one of the games I wasn't allowed to have, mm-hmm. um, I think, just because she was big breasted and scandally clad or something on <laughs> yeah, the cover yeah. or something. So I, I probably wasn't allowed to have that one. But when I would go over to my cousin's house and he would let me play it, it was very difficult and it was too difficult to get done. in you know, however long I was there visiting. Mm-hmm. So I would just like swan dive her off of her balcony and like, cause she would break her neck if you yeah. did that. And so, and also if she jumped over the butler, he would fart. So I, yeah, I would do those things like nonstop for 20 minutes <laughs> while so I waited funny. for my parents to stop talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and take us home, you know? Yeah. So random tidbit there about that but now everybody's gonna go back and be like does he really fart if you jump over him i'm pretty sure he does i'm pretty sure he toots when you somersault (laughs) over him anyway generated memories (laughs) yeah um so okay so you played kingdom hearts which i didn't realize you were a huge fan of kingdom hearts either i do i love the kingdom hearts games um Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily understand what's happening in a lot of because you never played any final fantasy right no so i don't know any of those characters okay and and we had talked about before how anime i don't really connect with because mm-hmm. i feel there's something lost in the translation there's something a little hollow in my opinion about it and i feel the same way about kingdom hearts story mm-hmm. like the whole time they're just harping on about like light and dark and heart and a lot of the time it just feels crowbarred mm-hmm. but but i love the disney characters and i love the gameplay so much mm-hmm. that i'm like okay that's a bad guy i'm gonna go beat him up like yeah. that's all i care about yeah it's fine i hear uh the hearts of the kingdom Kingdom Hearts fans all over listening that are breaking right I'm now. sure they are. And I've had people <laughs> yell at me because I don't fully understand the story. And yeah. I'm like, that's fine. That's but fine. even so, I'm still taking the time. So I got the uh, the recent collection that was the story so far. Mm-hmm. That includes one and two and mm-hmm. all the other games leading yeah. up to three. I had played one already uh, and I replayed it fairly recently to where I'm like, I don't need to play it again. I'm replaying two right now yeah. because I had forgotten enough of it. Yeah. That it feels like I'm like, oh, that's familiar, but I don't necessarily yeah, remember. I don't, that's literally my life. Yeah. I, <laughs> games two years later and I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't play this game. And then someone will send me a link of a VOD of me playing it. I'm like, oh, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then I played Chain of Memories uh, fairly mm-hmm. recently as well. But then I have five more games to play. So I'm still committing to You're playing still all working of your way them through. Interesting. before I go to three, before even though I've been told I can go just go one, two, three. And not worry about the other yeah, stuff. But that's you. But Side I enjoy the world. Before the main yeah. quest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I enjoy the world around. itself. So yeah. I just um, like playing them. That's interesting. Okay. So then, so what about the world do you like then other than Disney? Why did you pick up Kingdom Hearts? This is, this is what I, I guess I want to know sure. if you didn't play Final Fantasy. Because most of the people I know were played Final Fantasy and we're like, what Disney and Final Fantasy? Fuck that. And they yeah. didn't want to play it. And then, and then we all played it and we're like, actually, it's pretty good. So what drew you to that? It was mostly the Disney angle, honestly. It was the Disney angle. Interesting. But I also enjoyed the idea of like this unknown avatar going in and being like, not a Mary Sue necessarily, but like 
Coming part in. of that world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I could kind of be like, nice. that's me in the Disney world. <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, that's pretty cool. Then after Kingdom Hearts was, so this is where it started. The cinematic. So you did Kingdom Hearts, you did Just Cause, you did two. I didn't do two. Just Cause. Oh, I haven't played any of those. Oh, you just did Uncharted. Uncharted. Interesting. Did you ever play Prototype or yes, Deus Ex? I played X? the first Prototype. Okay. okay. Um, right. I've played obviously the Arkham games. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Yeah. I played up through God, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed so good. Three. Yeah. So I loved the Ezio story. So did I. I feel um, like I left that out in my games that shaped me because yeah. I feel like when I played that, I feel like that started a series of games I really enjoyed. But yeah, I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed and, 1. And that's and between like Kingdom Hearts and Assassin's Creed, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm getting into franchises Yes, now. yes. Like and, it, it had happened with Mega Man, but I wasn't yeah. like narrative invested. Yes, and now... Yeah, and now I was. Invested. And when did that start? Because I don't God, feel like that started know. until those games started coming out. I think out. Assassin's Creed was a big proponent of it. I do think so too. And it, and even though, even, you know, Just Cause and Prototype, those, were, those all came out around the same time, I feel mm-hmm. like, or at least in my brain has rewritten that to be true. And I feel like it, definitely started something um because deus ex came out and i know deus ex was a reinvention of an original right it it, is yeah there was there was a prior deus ex game but it wasn't the same gameplay at all yeah no they completely revamped it from for the better from what i understand well duke nukem was like a 2d side scroller and then then they just like broke the mold Yeah. yeah So I I really appreciated those games coming out at such a time like that. I I really oh and Devil May Cry was came out around that time. You like Devil May Cry? I don't haven't you? played the original Devil May Cry. Oh. I played the reboot. I played DMC. Yeah, okay. I loved it. Yeah. What? So wait, what's the reboot? The reboot DMC? was they they came out with a game called DMC Devil May Cry. Right. And it was Dante, but he had like black hair. What? It was it was Fuck very off. different. What are you doing? It was very okay. different. But then, like when you yeah. went to a certain form, yeah, he got could, the white hair and everything. Hair. Okay, and I enjoyed it a lot. So wait, but uh, but now they're doing Devil May Cry Five and almost ignoring the reboot. Good because the reboot was fucking terrible. I didn't even play it, so I can't even say that. I just got mad. I was like, "What?" I are can you understand, doing? but as because someone I who lo- never played the originals, okay. But here, I was fine do you it. want to? I have them. I totally would. Okay. I enjoy so the gameplay. Today, sure. when I am on my Dark Fire episode, you need to play the original <laughs> because it's like a platformer, but yeah. not, but it's super fucking difficult and you'll love it. That's fine because yeah. I know how fast and frantic it's the very gameplay fast is and, and frantic. I love it. Yeah. Okay. You will love Don't May Cry. Okay. Well, now I'm going to do a game <laughs> that shaped you currently today. Okay. So, so you played some of the more recent. So tell what me was your favorite more. Assassin's Creed? Um, I think think the first one really yeah i think so because i stopped playing at oh my god i don't want to spoil anyone for Did Assassin's you play the Creed. entire Ezio run i think so because the first and one I, there is no Ezio. it's just altair oh no Ezio then is my is, so that's is, Assassin's yes Creed two, two. Yep, yeah that one was my favorite yeah yep, that okay. one was my favorite um was brotherhood which i've is never the, played brotherhood it's still in the Ezio storyline yeah i think because they did, did altair then they did Ezio. Then they gave Ezio like a trilogy. Yeah. And then they did That's it. Um, Assassin's Creed What's Retribution, name? I think it's called, or something along those lines. Yeah. And it's Altair meeting Ezio. Interesting. There's a character that dies in, and I'm not going to name it, so nobody panic mm-hmm. if you don't want spoilers, but there's a character that was in that passes yes. away. And I saw that bit. So whatever game that was in, that was the last okay. one that I played. Sure. And I just like wasn't a fan of how that was executed and whatnot. And I was the, like, well, you had so much potential. The non-ancestry like storyline is kind of dull. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I played three, which mm -hmm. introduced the next person after Ezio. And yeah. I was like, this is garbage. Yeah. And okay. I haven't touched another one since. Oh, okay. okay. So you've made a good decision. Okay. Although I've heard some of the better, the yeah. more recent ones are, are pretty good. good, but they're not even like regular Man, Assassin's just Creed like, games anymore. There was just so much in Assassin's Creed, at least the first and the second that I remember. And Ezio coming in and just, I don't know, it was... They just did something real good and unique, I feel like, when those games came out. And I love, this is kind of like unrelated. Because it's a superhero, but, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it scratches that superhero itch for you, at least. This is kind of unrelated, but mm -hmm. it's the fact that I've got to meet and interview the voices of so many of oh, those people yeah. now. Oh, yeah, so that's like, exciting. The voice of Ezio is uh, Roger Craig Smith. Mm, I don't know who that is. He also voiced Batman in uh, Arkham Origins. Um, oh, cool. He does Sonic and like the Sonic cartoons and all that mm -hmm. stuff now. Great voice actor. Uh, Nolan North from the yeah, Uncharted series. Yeah. I've Nolan talked North. to him several times. Troy Baker. Yeah. Oh, and the, uh, oh man, those other games too. The Infamous games. Yeah. Infamous was great. Oh, that's what I was thinking of when I said Just Cause. Oh, I was okay. thinking Infamous because Infamous and Prototype came out at the same yes. time and they were very similar. Yes. And I remember there was like a war between the two. Mm -hmm. And that was when I started my guys, you can like both. Yeah. whole like time that and I, I did on, like, i liked both yeah, of them you can love I both never played of them prototype guys. 2 but infamous 1 and 2 were both very good yeah i don't think i played prototype 2 either yeah though i heard it was good and i'm pretty sure i own it i'm a psycho like i would get things and then with the intent on playing them and never play them so i have a huge library see those two cases yeah one of them's movies, one of them's games. <laughs> when I had disposable so. income, I was buying all the like collector's editions of stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have the infamous uh, oh, cool. backpack and oh, it has cool. a Sly Cooper patch on it and stuff. Nice. Uh, and I have a Cole McGrath statue. I have a, I have a Alex Nathan Mercer? Drake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have yeah, a Nathan, Nathan Drake, Drake statue oh, cool. and I have, uh, it came with, it came with a treasure chest for like Uncharted 2 uh, and you open it up and it had that statue. It has the, the ring. Mm -hmm. So I have the the Drake ring. That is very cool. And his belt buckle. That's very cool. Yeah. I think uh, we've never talked about this before, but since this is an episode about you and things that have shaped you, when I went to visit Rob for the first time, going into his office was a special treat because he's got... The stuff you don't see on yeah, stream. Yeah, the stuff you don't see on stream is very cool. So he's got his like TV and his console set up and everything. But then he also has this like library of collectibles almost. You know, you've got your movies in their alphabetical order. Mm -hmm. But then you've got like entire series and sections on this huge bookshelf. And then you've got action figures lining up the top. Yep. You've got your masks from your pro wrestling yep. And everything. And yeah. And the wall of fame. Yeah. And then the wall the of fame, side. which is very cool. It's on the opposite wall and it's uh, photographs and they're all autographed from people that he's interviewed, which on, on his show, the yeah. Geek Generation, his podcast, which changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> podcasts that shaped you. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts that shaped you. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's very cool. I think that that's neat that you have those collectibles. Cause I remember going in and thinking like, oh, I don't have anything like that. Like I don't. Like I have memories from these things, but I didn't really keep collectibles, mm. mostly because when I moved to Canada, a lot of the stuff that I did own that I put away in saving got damaged. Yeah. So it was like I couldn't go back and get those things that I kept. So that unless I brought sense. it with me, it didn't come. So I'm in a constant war between wanting to downsize and yeah. being a collector. Yeah. I feel like, yes, I understand this because we just went through, um, we just went through one of our closets full of all of our old games and things, which you 
those listening who follow me on Twitter may or may not have seen, I did a thread of all the old shit that we had. We had manuals of of old games. We have the dream. We have like almost every system, the Nintendo Dreamcast, like all the way up through. And, you know, we decided we wanted stuff we wanted to keep, but we don't want to leave it in the closet anymore. So we want to pull it out and maybe put some of these things Mm. on display in a collector's type fashion, which I think is very cool. But it, it, it allowed me to go through and go, okay, well, I don't need this manual for Mech Warrior, but I would like to keep maybe this console or yep. this like mech that I have, which it took yeah. me a long time before I was like, I don't need the box for full throttle anymore. Holy cow. I can get rid of that. Now. So that's what we did. We had four yeah. boxes because we have between the two of us have kept every single games box that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So we also have dupes of a lot of things, which was crazy. But it again, going through, I was able to see, oh man, I have the original black label of the Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, and those I love those. So mm. absolutely we're gonna keep those and put those on display because those shaped me, right? As yep. a person. Yep. So yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. I also struggle with the downsizing and the collecting, but I'll get there eventually. I'll figure out my sweet spot. I know. I, why does why does my version of full throttle that I had like I have the remastered version on Steam. Yeah. I don't of need to hold on to my C D ROM yeah. of the game that I played originally, but I have to. <laughs> Do, yeah. Do you think some of that stems from the fact that we just grew up in a generation where when you bought a game, you you owned it, you had a physical yes, copy? Because absolutely. I remember when Steam first came out, I was like, absolutely not. Like, what if, what if something ever happens to Steam? I lose my entire library. Yes. Everything that I've ever purchased is just like throwing money out the window. And then And then I kind of started to see the appeal of having a digital library because yeah. I don't want to have that like physical clutter. I still prefer... Like, I still will buy my movies. I don't buy my movies digital. I still like having, I like seeing the packaging. I mean, you've seen my room. Yeah, absolutely. I like having that looking back at me. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah, I like it too. But I think what I've learned to do, or at least kind of how I feel, I'm moving towards grabbing that for films that I want to go back that move me or touch me, or I feel like, wow, this was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. So I basically only want my favorites of the favorites to be up on display and everything else I can buy digitally. I think I'm getting to that. Yeah. Cause I I also take pride in my digital media library now Mm -hmm. where it's like, cool. Cause especially because like Plex, you can just boot it up and be like, here's my entire library, which has the same feeling as like looking at it on the wall. It does. Yeah. But if you open that little cabinet right there, I'm point for those listening, I'm pointing (laughs) to my media cabinet because he's in my living room. There's like my favorites, like Blu-rays and things, especially things that you might not be able to necessarily get on um, meet digital um, digital purchase or anything like that. So the, these are mostly Blu-rays that mm. I want to be able to put out. Or if I have it on DVD, it's because it doesn't exist on Blu-ray, right. but I yeah. still love it very much. Yep. Like the original Witchblade series. Oh, I have that. Wow. The TV show. Yeah. Wow. It was so I forgot good. that was a TV show. I know, but it was really great. That's crazy. And there um, are a couple DVD cases that I have that like are just so great that I would never want that in pure digital like i have the the 2009 star trek movie yeah of course but it's the enterprise and the disc is inside the saucer section of shut the, uh, up enterprise. that's amazing like, yeah of course like, i can't get rid of that yeah of course i mean we could we could get rid of those things <laughs> if we but we don't here, want to right <laughs> yeah but we don't want to um yeah so okay so tell me about some other video games it was a beautiful tangent i loved every second of it but tell me about some more video games that maybe come to mind that you feel like oh man shaped you I'm trying to think of things a little more recently, too. Yeah, because um, I know you start because I know Tacoma because we we did a mm-hmm. talk on that one. But I know that you started 
really opening up to those indie narrative yeah. walking simulator ish type games too and the those more surprised access you. i got to them the more mm-hmm. i played them i do enjoy a good walking sim and gone home was yes. the first one yep i remember that i played of those uh and that that was totally different yeah. than like any game i'd played before because i didn't feel like i was necessarily playing it as much as i was an active participant in, in this story that yeah. was unfolding and so it felt like a movie yeah. to me and it didn't pull me out and say, hey, you're playing a video game every two yeah. seconds. I cannot wait until you play Detroit. <laughs> oh, I'm I feel so like excited. you're going to love it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Because it is very cinematic. It is, it is in my I have I have a few games coming up that I'm going to be playing. Like what? Uh, I, I'm going to be playing through. Well, I'm finishing up Kingdom Hearts 2 right now. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Bump it. Which, yeah. Put Detroit up. So I shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, this is, this is in no Zero? particular order. Yeah. Okay. No particular, no particular order. order. Okay. Uh, so we have Horizon Zero Literally coming Detroit. up. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit is coming up soon. And I have like a backlog of just like so many freaking games. Yeah, I do But too. I'm also... I'm also doing an on-stream playthrough of the new game plus for Spider-Man. Oh, of course you are. That is the game I played recently off-stream that you gifted to me so generously. Thank you so much. And I I played that by myself off-stream and was like, I forgot that I love video games. Yeah, like I forgot. Like the narrative and the gameplay, it's one of my favorite games ever. So I've heard this. Yeah. And I have a guest for Spider Man. Yeah. But I haven't played it yet. And I really admire this guest, this girl that mm-hmm. I've asked to come on and play it. And I considered asking you to come on and let me be the fly on the wall and sure. listen to this Absolutely. conversation 100%. between you and her. Because 100%. I I am not so passionate about Spider Man itself. Yeah. And I feel like I would do a disservice being not able to be like I want to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys some things, but I also want more than anything, I would love to hear two people passionate about it talk about how amazing it is. There are two games that have ever brought me to a point of tears. One being uh, Life is Strange Beyond the Storm, the yep. bonus episode. Yes. That, the bonus episode crushed me. I yeah. knew it was coming and it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and Spider-Man. All right. I've heard. The, so that's what she said in her tweet. She was like, I think she was like, this has like moved me more than I thought it would. Yeah. And I went, <gasps> I didn't know you were playing games because she's actually I met her at the NASA. Oh. So she was she's a NASA nerd. Okay. And um, yeah. So then to find out that she really loves video games and really loved this, I was like, perfect. Yeah. I would love for you to come on and talk to me so about many video good games. Going on yeah. in that. I know. See, why isn't why haven't you been interested in playing that? Is it just because you don't care about Spider-Man or? Um. Yeah, probably. I shouldn't say I don't care about Spider-Man. I just never, I was a Batman girl and I never really was allowed to like really explore my love for mm-hmm. comics, I feel like, uh, when I was younger. So I read like X-Men and I read Batman and that was about it. And my sister was really obsessed with Sonic. So we read a lot of Sonic, mm-hmm. but comics were expensive and you just like jump in and out and around. So um, I'd borrow some from my friends and things like that. But yeah, I kind of fell out of comics and more into film than... Um, then later but yeah it's just i know it's a time commitment and i just true. haven't gotten around to That's it yet true. and it's not typically a game that i would play on stream only because it's like triple a okay and i don't i usually shy away from that, that. makes sense okay yeah so i, I maybe will eventually get around to it especially because people have said the story is really good and it's made them and the gameplay is emotional too. so yeah and this, and this isn't like uh is great oh the photo yeah. mode is so good so i watched i watched mr b play some of it yeah. um because he played it here on the on the big tv and yep. whatnot and i watched him do photo mode and it was it was incredible but and um, they've they've even put new things in like they really? improved photo mode they were like All we're right. not done we added okay. new functionality and stuff All right. 
I'll definitely add it to my list, especially because everyone's so emotional. It's also about it's it. not like so a lot of people don't like Spider Man as they're getting older because they're like, oh, it's high school kid like drama, blah blah blah. I actually like that. Oh, okay. Well, this is a Spider-Man that's eight years into being Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's not like he's just starting off. Yeah. I, I, I should clarify. It's not that I necessarily dis... I don't dislike Spider-Man. I actually really enjoy the idea of somebody struggling to come to terms with something they didn't ask for mm-hmm. and this like incredible crushing responsibility. And he's because- constantly doubting yes. whether or not he should be doing this at all. Yes. Yeah. And I appreciate that aspect. Also, Spider-Man is Mr. B's favorite superhero. Oh. So I am like open to learning more about Spider-Man also. So over the years that I've learned more, it's not that I ever disliked him. I just was never really exposed to sure. him as a superhero. So as I learned that, was it, is it Gwen Stacy that gets killed? In yes. the, yeah. Okay. So when I found that out, that that was the first comic to really like have such a crazy thing happen. So for those of you listening in this comic, he tries to save this girl and he like sends out a web and grabs her in the web to save her life. Mm-hmm. But he actually snaps her neck and kills her in right? the movie, in the movie, in the comics happened. that happens. She as dies. Well. She died. Oh, is it? Yeah. In the, oh, okay. So that was I like one of the most the comic, uh, but... iconic things in the comic. If I'm not mistaken, guys comment, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's what happens in the comic as okay. well. And everybody was shocked when it happened. So when I found that little thing out, I was like, ooh, interesting. Like, I, w- I would like to explore more of It's also Spider-Man. one of, it's prominent too, because it's one of the comic book deaths that has stuck. Yes. Like, they haven't just brought her back. Like, we have Spider-Gwen, which yeah. is a whole, like, an alternate universe type thing. Yeah. But there's no, they weren't just like, oh, we're going to reverse that. Like, so many comic book deaths too. Yeah. Like, Gwen Stacy's still dead. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just let that hang for a yeah. second. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I feel like that's something that made me go, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to check that out. Also, I just love the I love the tragic hero. I love Mm -hmm. that so very much. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Batman. Batman. Um, Yeah, so I will probably give it a shot. Add it to my list and bump it up higher. If you're playing Detroit, I might as well play (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. I mean, I was planning on Detroit one way or the other. I love David Cage's games. I mean, I know you do too. I do too. I played Well, I shouldn't. I couldn't. I really shouldn't say that because I got heavy rain and I played a little bit of it, but I never got around to finishing it because I was super busy at the time. Mm. But Beyond Two Souls is one of my favorite games yeah. of all time. Heavy and rain is one that I've always wanted to replay. Yeah. That's what I think I want to do too. Point, like I want to do an immediate replay. Yeah. And I never now did I feel like Prophecy either. I wonder if I replayed heavy rain now, not remembering my original choices, would I make the same choices? Isn't I wouldn't even know if I did or not. Yeah. Because I wouldn't remember if those are my... I might That's play so a second time and be intriguing. like, that was a completely new playthrough. Yeah, <laughs> and, and see, it and it could have been the exact same. I, I love that, actually. And I do appreciate the way Twitch is capturing that for mm-hmm. us. So that in five years, when we're a different person, we can go back and play something and see if our choices change. Yeah. I love that about the games now, the choice aspect of gaming. It's as really, much really as good. I hate watching my old streams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched me do anything. I think. Okay. So that's not entirely true. I have seen the the, some bits of Detroit that have become crazy, (laughs) infamous in my community Mm -hmm. because I did an ugly Claire Danes cry, as Mm -hmm. we call it, and made the strangest noise (laughs) when something you know happened on screen. And we're not going to even talk about it. But yeah. So um, yeah. And I've seen little bits and pieces, but I've not really gone back to watch me play a game. Yeah. Because yeah. I find my voice annoying. So <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think everybody finds their voice not so great. So I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you have the voice of God. So that's fine. You know, no big deal. 
Yeah. Okay. So is there anything else that comes to mind as something that's shaped you? I'm sure there'll be a thousand things as soon as we stop recording. But I mean, those are like the most prominent things by far. I hope that cat sneeze just got on the recording. I hope so too. Yeah. It was really powerful. Well done. It was very well done. Who was that? Did you see that? It was Atlas. Bless you, Atlas. I love this, that you're in my living room and you get to hear the cat sneezes as well. Oh, the cats are my buddies now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been sleeping on him. They love him so much. Licking his jeans. That's great. That's great. So thank you for being my first in-person guest. Wait, really? Yes. Wow. Well, my my sister, Sister Mary, came to record. We did a three-hour talk. released in person. Yes, first released in person. We did a three-hour discussion on Sweet Into It, which is one of my favorite games mm. of all time. And I... I I wish so much that it maybe if I just did a transcript, I feel like I should just release that to the patrons or something because it was absolutely incredible. But we had echoing audio issues that just made it unreleasable. So, yeah. But then you're my first guest to like sit down with me in person and and talk and do a first repeat guest, first in person guest. Yes, but it's it's actually perfect because you're the reason why I started this podcast. So. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Oh, feelings. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. Tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, right. And so, all the things. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, you can find me. My personal account is at the Rob Logan. Yeah. Uh, the, or- I love that you giggle <laughs> when you say the Rob Logan. It's perfect. It's so funny. That's right. It is the Rob Logan. Folks. Yeah. Uh, or at Geek Generation on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to thegeekgeneration.com, you can see everything that we do over there, which mm-hmm. includes our podcasts, both the Geek Generation, Random Movie Club. More to be added. More to uh, be stay added. tuned. And that's probably the best things. And then twitch.tv slash the geek generation. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go check out the Geek Generation podcast. I am on a couple of episodes. You are. Even yes. more than a couple at this yeah, point. Yeah. At this yeah. point, I'm on quite a few. Um, you could also go to, I believe you can go to thegeekgeneration.com and is it appearances where you can see what you've been in? On mine? Yeah, I'm actually working on expanding that so that there'll just be pictures of every guest that we've had on. You can click on it and just see like all their appearances. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm working on it. Yeah. So I have a list for Rob's episodes because he comes on a lot and people are curious as to our crossovers. So you can go to pumpkinberry.tv slash the Rob Logan. Really? Yes, you absolutely can. Wow. (laughs) And you can find out everything that he's been on for us and everything that we've been on or I've been on for him. So that's awesome. Go check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. We got to try this now. Oh, all right. We're fading. Okay. We're, we're trying this live. Doing it live. So, yeah, we just like keep talking, right? Right. And then we just fade up the music oh as we're talking. Oh, my God. It's so perfect. Uh, okay. For real, bye. Bye.